We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I got a lot of takes. You have many a takes. I do. And so just so people know, that apprehensiveness there wasn't, you're not apprehensive about the show. You're apprehensive so, about which take to start with. Let me just have a quick take on this. Oh, okay. I'll sit back here. In the what pocket. are we doing at Ohio State with, with Chris Holtman? Um, did Lima get to you? Have you been turned? State's oh, evidence? I mean, the, there is no excuse for how bad Ohio State is in basketball right now. Um, it's not a basketball school. It kind of is. Eh. Not really. I mean, they're it's usually a football pretty good. School. Yeah, okay, pretty good. They've been pretty good under Chris Holtman. This year is the anomaly. I mean, he's been to the tournament every yeah, single year. Yeah, every coach at Ohio State gets to the tournament every single year. It's not true. Do you remember a, a little a little number called Randy Ayers? Yeah, when I was 10. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying, you said every coach gets there. I think Jim O'Brien missed it a couple times. The only reason yeah. Chris Holtman – what? no, it's a bad season. It's a terrible season. Okay, and you know what? In That's college fair. basketball, you can't really afford to have terrible seasons because most players stay for one year anyway. Yeah, John Calipari has a t- has had terrible seasons. Nobody in Kentucky. College well, basketball sucks right now. It does. That we agree with. I mean, Kentucky stinks. Mm-hmm. Ohio State stinks. Mm-hmm. Um, North Carolina stinks. Duke stinks. Duke's not great. Yeah. 
You the, need, the, you blue, need, the blue bloods you need like are on on like fumes net right not now. Not just that. It doesn't matter what the West Coast blue bloods do. None of us care about that. We no only care about, about the Southern East California. Coast or the you know Central Time Zone blue bloods. Hey, I don't care about UCLA. Now that being said, the Chris Holtman thing is overplayed. It, it's it's a little embarrassing. It's a, it's one bad year. If it happens again next year, fire his ass. I don't care. But like, it's Ohio State. The guy's got 118 wins in going on six seasons. That's a sixth, 30 winning percentage. And he's above 500 in the Big Ten. And more often than not, they've been one of the three, four, five best teams in the Big Ten with him. Ohio State's 1 in 10. I'm not fighting. Since, since New Year's Day. I'm not fighting that this year is bad. That I, I concede the fact this year, bad. Not good. Not good at all. But Ohio State basketball Twitter, of which Lima is the... the, the he, he's, he's the, uh, the head, president. He is the president. And he's doing a fantastic job in his role. They're wrong. They're dead-ass wrong. Just off this year. If you want to say that like previous years didn't buy him enough um, collateral for one bad year, I'd probably disagree. But like you have to fundamentally acknowledge it's one bad year after five. I get it, but they really can't recruit. Years. Can't recruit is relative. They just combine two collectives. I think that's going to help things. I think everybody's giving Ohio State football the pass for their. All right. I is mean, is that fair? I- I'm just saying. This is a really bad year. It is. But again, not fighting. Okay. I just don't think you should be fired. Okay. Did I soften you there? Well, I'm not really necessarily calling for his job. You I hate mean, him. No, actually. You like, want to fight I, I him? Like, I like Chris Holman. You, you want to fight him? He's a friend of the show. He's a friend of the show. Well, he's, he's your friend. I don't know if he's my friend. Well, but, but you said friend of the show. Friend Lee. I've not met him or interviewed him yet. Yeah. What other takes you got? Um, we got to get a couple out. We got a little backlog here. Let me get a couple takes out. Uh, Can I get a take out real yeah, quick? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, why is Kelly Clarkson hosting the NFL Honors? What was she wearing? Um, a Cowboys dress, which didn't really bug me. I just think, like, you're, we're about to have the Super Bowl. Uh, they, Fox thinks there's going to be 115 million people watching this thing. And we're like, all right, the NFL Honors is our kickoff. It is, it is this big, it's basically our ESPYs, our Grammys, our Oscars. All right. And, and by the way, our awards actually matter. <laughs> Unlike stupid made-up awards in Hollywood. And uh, all right, who could we get? Who could we get? What's Kelly Clarkson doing these days? Let's Singing. get her. She still uh, hosts the show. Yeah, she still hosts the show, which is probably why she got this. No offense to Kelly Clarkson. Phenomenally talented. Way more successful than I will ever be in any enterprise. Far more financially uh, uh, prosperous than I am. And you know what? Let's just be honest. She's a million times more attractive than me. Should not be hosting that show. You couldn't get Chris Rock. You First couldn't off, get... Um, if you watched that show last night, I mean, come on. It wasn't It wasn't good. I only saw the clips. It was awful. Yeah, I mean, the, the audience... It's worse than the ESPYs. It's pretty bad. Like, the audience... Showed no reaction to anything. Mm-hmm. Like things that they were supposed to be funny, no laughter. Maybe that was the beginning of Aaron Rodgers' four-day darkness retreat. Yeah, <laughs> just sitting in the corner with like uh, blinders on, pretty much. Just, just in dead silence. But come on, Kelly Clarkson, all the great comedians. Hell, Billy Crystal was just on whatever stupid was it Emmys? Is that what it was? 
whatever my wife made me watch this last weekend. My wife, whatever it was, he was just on that. We couldn't we couldn't dig up Billy Crystal. There's, by the way, not just that. Taylor Tomlinson's one of the funniest comedians out there. Get Taylor in here. She's wonderful. We couldn't find, we couldn't find an actual comedian. We're like, hmm. Well, was was who's the who's your girl on the um, my girl? She with the open with the Monday Night Football. Oh, uh, or Sunday Carrie Night Football. Or yeah, the, Carrie Underwood. Or Faith Hill. Couldn't get Carrie Underwood. Couldn't get Faith Hill. I mean, couldn't get Tim McGraw. Couldn't get Tim McGraw, who probably also be awful, but at least we'd be like, well, I mean, it's Tim McGraw. He hasn't had to stoop to hosting a daytime talk show yet. I mean, you could have got Joe Thomas. Could have got Joe Thomas. And Anthony could have he helped him write. The Cleveland Sports Awards. It, basically, that should have been the, the feeder system. All the local sports I mean, sports you could have had Anthony Lima host the show. You could have had Joe Thomas with jokes written by Anthony Lima, which was effectively what we got a couple weeks ago. Right. Boom. I just Did Lima help uh, Joe with that? Uh, Joe and Lima. Excuse me. Did Lima help Joe with some of the jokes? Yes. Did he really? They both pretty much confirmed it on air. Okay. Although Lima tried to downplay it a little bit. Earned some cool points with that. Okay. He was trying to keep it on the DL, and Joe was like, no, he definitely helped me punch those up. I'm just good at that stuff. I feel like we both got a good take out here. What else we got vibing on this Friday? I'm kind of vibing on the Joe Thomas thing. I'm happy for Joe. Yeah, I'm too. I like it's so funny because I texted him last night. I wonder if it was too late. You're not gonna text back? I did not get a text back. Oh my awesome Mr. Joe Thomas, who likes to have no, people I respond. Te- was it too late? It was after midnight. No, he's in Wisconsin. That's an hour behind. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, he's in. He was in Arizona. I'm pretty sure. Two even, hours even, behind. Even better. It was ten o'clock his time. He was probably sitting in a limo, driving away from that insipid NFL honors show, and and just oh well, maybe I'll respond to. Uh, I'm going to respond to Bernie. All right, Ozzie Newsom. Great. Right. Anthony Lima and Ken Carmen. They just, we're going to be on the show tomorrow. I'm going to text them back. No, Dustin Fox. No. I think we finally got to it. This this slight because all we're going to do today. This is just any any take with Joe Thomas. Will be us kissing Joe Thomas's ass, and deservedly so. Best play, by far the best player for the Browns since '99, and and when we get into and we'll get more into this in a minute. When you get into of the last fifty years, it's between like him and Ozzy, and 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 a couple other players. Clay Matthews is in there. Like you're talking like five guys, and Joe's in that conversation. The last fifty years of football, so I was happy for Joe. Very happy for Joe, friend of the show, friend of the station, and just a friend. Doesn't text back. Who doesn't text back. Yeah, specifically. Thanks, Joe. Going full Nick Wilson. And as everybody knows, you never go full Nick Wilson. No, I sent him a great, nice, complimentary text. Left on red. Mm-hmm. What if it, how bad Go would red. we look? How bad would it, if he like lost his phone yesterday? I mean, he didn't because he was on the phone with Ken and Anthony. But how about, oh, yeah, that was a backup phone. I just got my real phone. Sorry about that, Dusty. By the way, how about uh, Baskin taking shots at Lima? Loved today? it. Yeah. Loved it. Deserves it. Yeah. Lima, by the way, there was a great interview. If you guys didn't catch Joe in the morning show today, it was great. Baskin was also right. Baskin's just like coming off the top rope today. I kind of need more off-the-cuff Baskin. Like, oh, yeah. Do we need to start pissing Andy off yes. so that we can get off the cuff Baskin and then le- like we've had a couple dust ups with the morning show because mm-hmm. I have a big mouth. We have yeah. we have yet to have a dust up with Baskin and Phelps. Hell, we've had a dust up with JP once or twice. Have we? 
Yeah. Like, if Baskin and Phelps don't get in on this soon, I'm going to start attacking Garrett Bush and Spencer German on the weekend. All right? I'm running out of victims to just shove my own foot in my mouth with. Congrats to Joe Thomas. And you know what? Um, I don't... I absolutely am one of those turds that in baseball will say, first ballot Hall of Famer, yes or no. I don't think there was more of a clear first ballot Hall of Famer than Joe Thomas. Yeah, it's Joe Thomas, it's Tom Brady. And and Peyton. Yeah, Peyton. Uh, and not just that, I would I probably would have gone guys like great receivers who haven't been, like uh, T.O. should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's not for even sure. a thought. For sure. But like, I, it's so funny the way people kind of dismissively write about Joe in his time here because he wasn't a part of a lot of winning. And I, I, Ken and Anthony brought up the ESPN piece where it's like, yeah, he was great in spite of the Browns being trash. Yeah. Um, I actually think when you can objectively look at a player on a bad team, and like Adrian Wilson was this guy in Arizona forever. Adrian Wilson's one of the greatest NFL safeties there ever has been. The guy was a kamikaze missile. He was insanely good. He's the only reason you watched the – Arizona Cardinals for like a five-year stretch. And when a guy can do that, when a guy can be insanely good, when surrounded, not entirely, because there were some really good football players that came through here when the Browns weren't winning. Like even just average good football players who might not have been the best at their position Mm -hmm. or second best at their position in the division. Just good football players, like Ataba Rubin, who I still love to this day. But like when a guy still goes out there and chooses to be there, chooses to stay loyal to a fan base or an organization, and it, and maintains a Hall of Fame level play, an elite, not just Hall of Fame, elite level of play at his position, with everything moving around him, I'm sorry, I think that makes you even more deserving of first ballot, because it's also, so easy to fall I also think like Joe's like last two years of playing... And we didn't know when Joe was going to retire. In fact, if they didn't probably go through those horrendous, you know, the one in thirty-one stretch, maybe, maybe he's still, he's playing. still playing. Yeah, uh, but I get it. I mean, he had a great career, never missed a snap, and the fact that while he was still playing, people basically just referred to him as a Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah. So like it was just assumed. Here's another way to tell how great Joe was. There was a moment where everybody in Cleveland said, "I hope he stays here." But if he asked to get traded to Denver to go win a title with Peyton. Everyone's like, yeah, go. We totally get it. We get it, yeah. Go, go get yours, King. Yeah. I, 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 don't know, I don't know a higher level of respect for an athlete that you can have than that. We've had some response on the with Joe Thomas retiring. Not sure if you've heard about this. Uh, and getting the first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, that was last night. Again, have you heard about this? Have you seen about this? I always like to reset like that just in case somebody's coming out of a coma. You know, because you just never know who, and this might be on in the background. I watched Captain America. All right, that's basically what happened. Instead of a game at Ebbets Field in 1926, no, 46, whatever it was, it's uh, Joe Thomas being a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, You need to know every angle before the Eagles and Chiefs battle it out in Super Bowl 57. Check out Kickoff with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti on the free Odyssey app or listen from 7 to 8 p.m. Friday night before overtime with Jonathan Peterlin on 92.3 The Fan. That's tonight, just in case you guys don't know. Again, the coma thing. Um, Dusty, you threw it out there. Who is the greatest Cleveland Browns player you've actually ever witnessed playing? 
You want me to go first? Yeah, that's why I did the big presentation. I don't um, know why I'm lifting my So this, this is maybe kind of like, I don't know. Maybe it's a little out there. Did Tommy Vardell? No, it's not. Okay. It's not. And, and I say this meaning when I saw this player play, it was a generational talent. Mm-hmm. Somebody that had one of the most amazing seasons I've ever seen. Eric certainly Sire. in the Cleveland Browns uniform. Uh, it's Josh Gordon. Yeah. That's I, th- really I, think, good. I think he's the best Cleveland Browns player that I've ever seen. I think it's so yeah, he's he's in the XFL now. Yeah. Um, which it kind of feels like I just feel bad for him because I, I don't think he has a choice. I think he's just trying to 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 try and continue to make money off the thing that is the thing that he can make money off of. Yeah. Um I don't and I don't mean this in a negative way, because this is always said in negative. I don't know Josh loves football anymore, or I don't know that he ever did. Um Josh Gordon could have been our Randy Moss. And when I say our I mean, a, a, this a decade later, Josh Gordon is, and, and you know everything we're seeing with Jamar Chase. Well, Josh is bigger. Everything you see with uh, Mike Evans, uh, Josh was faster. <laughs> like J- Josh Gordon had nearly seventeen hundred yards in two thousand thirteen, in fourteen games because he missed two, mm-hmm. and he had Jason Campbell, Brandon Whedon, and Brian Hoyer throwing him the football. Yeah. Think about that. Can you imagine? Because I know we got to see Gordon and Mahomes, but it was after Josh had not played football forever. Yeah. And and again, I, I don't know that he really wanted to play. I think he just felt an obligation to play because he's a talented human being uh, in that regard. If, if, and if that is Pat Mahomes in 2013, Josh Gordon would have had a 2,000-yard season. He is, you know, actually, I think I have the comparison. He is Calvin Johnson. Like a, like a, a, like a slightly smaller, maybe faster version of Calvin Johnson. Because Calvin I mean, Johnson The, the is, guy was legitimately, I mean, again, it was just one year. And he had all these issues and stuff. But, like, Hall of Fame talent. Yeah. Not, I mean, not, we, we overuse this with quarterbacks all the time. Um, the idea of a generational talent. Josh Gordon had generational talent. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. I think that's a great, great submission. Who is the greatest Cleveland Browns player you've actually watched? So, obviously, Josh had maybe the greatest season, but we have some submissions on Twitter. Twitter reactions yeah, brought tweet, to you at us by uh, Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store, and you can tweet at us at Nick Wilson says at Dustin Fox thirty seven. Um, Mark. A little bit older than you and I, saying um, still Jim Brown, David Cameron saying uh, Bernie Co- Bernie Kosar, no doubt. I, it is a shame that my memories of Bernie are from like 1990 on. Like I watched him younger than that, but like I don't, I don't have a good recollection. I mean, when in the 80s when he was playing, I was seven years old. But is a gunslinger. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Jerry saying Joe Thomas. Clay Matthews, and Josh Gordon. So he agrees with you there. Uh, David, tossing in an Eric Metcalf. I would actually, if we're gonna, I, I would throw Metcalf in there. I think there's another guy that we're missing, Eric Turner. Eric Turner, the safety from the early 90s. And, you know, it, he ended up, I can't remember where he finished his career. Obviously, he passed away um, tragically young at like 31. 
there was a moment where Eric Turner was <laughs> Ed Reed, just a vicious all-around talent as a safety and just he was going to be the backbone of the Browns defense. And then obviously, you know, things went the way they tend to do with, with Bill Belichick. To me, I think it's Joe. For me, I, I mean, I think Josh Gordon is a great submission. I think Miles uh, Miles Garrett deserves a hand in this conversation. Hell, I'll say Nick Chubb. And that's on top of guys of the current era that I think belong in this conversation. But I just think I, I don't know that there's ever been a player that was as consistently good from start to finish as Joe and that I think maximized his own talent the way Joe did. I just I like and there 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 maybe are more heralded left tackles out there or or guys who, you know, Willie Rofe was six foot six and John Ogden, six foot nine, three hundred and fifty pounds. Cool, don't care. Not as technically good as Joe Thomas. Sometime in the actual mm -hmm. as a football player. Gerald, welcome to the show, buddy. Hi, how you guys doing? Good man, how are you? Good. Um so I would like to agree with you. I think I which one? Joe Thomas is great. He's he's as good as it gets. Um, I don't think I didn't I didn't really sit there. I've watched all the games for about ten years now. I don't. I mean, I would watch Joe Thomas here and there, but I would say, but he's definitely the most accomplished, most uh, achieving player the Browns have had in, in the last twenty years, no doubt about it. But I, I do um, agree on the notion, uh, Josh Gordon. I mean, he was he he had. Hands, he could he could snag any ball out of the air. He was always open. He was super fast. He was just unguardable. And, and, and he did look coming out of that 2013 season like he was going to be a Hall of Fame level player. I mean, and he was doing it with subpar quarterback play, um, several different QBs, and he even flashed in 2014 when he came back for a few games. But uh, for, for me, it's him. And then I think you got. Uh, Nick Chubb's up there as well. I mean, he's another guy that just seems like he's he's so in tune to that position. Like he's an unstoppable player. Great players. Good. We've had a lot of good players in Cleveland. So when people that say we don't, we have. Gerald, we appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, Thank you so much. Um, the Chubb thing. Every time I watch, and it's actually because of one move. Every time I watch Nick Chubb play football, I see a little bit of Jamal Lewis. And I and I've I've said that going back to um, going back to Georgia. My favorite, my, uh, Jamal here in Cleveland obviously wasn't the guy who was in Baltimore. But watching Jamal as a running back, my mm -hmm. favorite thing he used to do was that little, that it's not a stutter step, but that little shimmy where you thought he was about to like make contact and maybe he was slowing down. And then he'd just shuffle his feet and then just take off. Like that little lateral move? Yeah. And Chubb does that same yep. move. And I got to be honest with you guys, as a football fan, it is such a it's like such a small thing to love about a player. It's my favorite thing any football player does. And I think if if I think if Nick Chubb can go another two or three years at this level, which is a lot to ask of a running back, I think he'll absolutely be in this conversation. Let's go with um Adam. Welcome to the show. Right, sorry about that, Adam. Adam, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? How are you? What's up, Adam? Um so if if we're considering Josh Gordon here, you know, then I guess we have to consider other people who would be, I don't know, a one-hit wonder, if you could say. Um, but if you're talking about from an excitement level, from wanting to see somebody touch the ball every single time to see what they can do, 
one of my guys was Peyton Hillis because that season, uh, the Madden cover season, all that before that, I mean, he was just a wrecking ball, and it was so fun to watch how he ran and just ran over people. I mean, I think so many people watched just because of him and just because of the season that he had. And the second one that you wanted to see the ball in their hands every single time, Josh Cribbs returning the ball. Josh Cribbs was one of the most exciting Browns players, I think, to ever play the game and, uh, you know, record-setting in, in what he did. So those are definitely my, my two favorite guys. We appreciate it, Adam. Thanks, buddy. Have Thanks, a good man. day. Uh, and by the way, enjoy the Super Bowl and your final football Friday of the 2022 right. uh, NFL season. The Cribs thing, and, you know, I, I saw somebody tweet the other – no, tweet yesterday or last night maybe when the, the call came in for Joe. All right, Phil Dawson next. And it's like kickers just don't They're make just the Hall of Fame. They're not getting in, man. But the Browns had so many good players – from like 99 to like uh, before Eric Mangini traded all of them mm -hmm. or any of the ones that were remaining uh, in 09. They had a lot of really good players. Anthony Henry, Lee Bodden, um, you know, Sean Rogers did have a couple years. Like they just had a bunch of really good football players. Their best two players, and actually probably three should be here because Chris Gardaki deserves a conversation. Phil I mean, Dawson. I mean, their best Braylon player. was really good. Well, that's uh, Braylon was really, really good when he was on. Yeah. Which is another... I mean, you know, Kellen Winslow. Yeah. Was K2. really good. Man, that, he could have been an all-timer. I mean, that guy. Could have been an all-time Hall of Famer and just didn't, wasn't there. Wasn't there. Uh, but I but from 99 to There was probably, a lot there. And there was a lot just there. Just wasn't there. And not a lot of it was good. But from like 99 to 2010, the Browns' best players were their special. Their, sorry. The only elite players that you consistently had were your special teamers. And your left tackle. And Well, yeah, because that was early Joe, obviously. Good good point there. Thank you. I was making a generalization. Steve, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got? Well, the best two players I've ever seen play for the Browns, Ozzie Newsom and Clay Matthews. And the fact that Matthews is not in the Hall of Fame is still dumbfounds me. Yeah, and I, you know, it's funny. I actually think Clay gets penalized because he played so long. Because everybody says, oh, he didn't have enough success. He was on a bunch of really, really good teams. I think it was he never won a Super Bowl and he played that long. And for some reason, some stupid reason, he gets penalized. The Aussie thing, and Steve, thanks for the call, buddy. The Aussie thing, um, I kind of felt this way like, I just feel like. I really wish Ozzy had never gone to Baltimore. I really wish Ozzy would have been our first GM here instead of being the first uh, GM of the, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, him going to Baltimore has muted our ability to like fully appreciate him because it was such a double kick in the pants. But like, I think if my dad were here today, I think my dad would have said Ozzy. You think so? Yeah. And my dad loved Bernie. My dad loved Clay Matthews. My dad would stand for any of the guys from the 70s. I think my dad would have said Ozzy. And not just that. Okay. I think I think Ozzy gets lost in the shuffle. And I think it started with Tony Gonzalez. And now I think you see guys like Kelsey and Gronk. We just take these hulking these tight ends. tight ends. We just take for them for granted. People don't understand that once upon a time, there were like three tight ends that changed the game. Kellen Winslow was one. Harold Carmichael was one. And he was kind of like a wide receiver, too. And then Ozzie. That's it. Those were the three guys. Did you give any love to Jay Novacek? 
Well, he was a little bit later. Yeah. He was more 90s. Don't think I've I'll, I'll throw in early, a Mark Chimura. Early 90s. I'll throw in a Mark Chimura, no, too. I like that. Dennis, real quick, buddy, what you got for us? I'm going to say, uh, I, I forget how you guys are so much younger than me, but uh, Brian Sipe, uh, our last MVP, and Greg Pruitt. Used to love watching him running back kicks with that tearaway jersey. Uh, it was fantastic, and he was great to watch. Greg Pruitt and Brian Sipe. Good man, Dennis. We there appreciate we you, buddy. Enjoy Thanks, the Super Bowl. Man. There's one name we haven't said in the conversation about the greatest Cleveland Brown we've actually watched. And I actually think it's because of Joe Thomas. I think we're at a point where, at least in the last 23 years, Joe Batonio might be the most underrated recent Cleveland Brown. I heard the guys talking about this morning. I, I think I heard Baskin and Phelps talking about Joel as well. This kind of one of the the next man up of, of potential Hall of Famers in Cleveland. And I think a lot of this is the first six years of his career. He had Joe Thomas to his left. And listen, I also know guards don't get love. Left tackles get love in football. Occasionally centers get love. But you have to be otherworldly as a guard to get love. Like what Quentin Nelson was his rookie year where he was just – he was with four slappies, so he just looked amazing. Yeah. I think Joel I, Joel's a future Hall of Famer. It just as just as long as he plays long enough. Right. I think he is a tremendous football player. And I think in a lot of ways, he's kind of a part of Joe's legacy. Cause I, I think of them in similar not similar players, but I think of them in terms of who they are off the field and and as a conduit to the fans. I that helps us here, but I just think you add to it just a great football player. I think he's a ridiculous, ridiculously good guard. Yeah, listen, Joe's so good. Um, you bring up an interesting point about Joe Thomas's like just relationship with the media too. Mm-hmm. That helps, right? Yes, yes, like and, it, and, it, and it hurts like if, other it, players like if too. If To would have been better with the media and not yep. been such a jerk at times, uh, or at least. A perceived jerk to the media, I think he would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's which is kind of makes it kind of silly, right? Why? Well, yeah. I mean, look at the wide receiver spot. Look at all the the mass of wide receivers mm-hmm. that all are deserving. There are five wide receivers right now. I guarantee you at least five guys who should be in that aren't in either because of their personal relationship with the media, or with. Or because of somebody else's personal relationship. For instance, well, Steve Smith can't go in until Tio's in. That kind of ordering, order right. of operations. And it's it's insane to me. Like, I got to be honest with you, there just needs to be an objective Hall of Fame um, where you just, all right, it's literally everything. It's not just sports. It is, all right, Led Zeppelin's the greatest rock band of all time. All right, you're in. All right, you're the greatest quarterback, Tom Brady. Like, your first class is just the greatest, greatest because – I do think, like, the personal politics, I mean, even even in baseball with guys like Pete Rose and, and Shoeless Joe Jackson, just put them in. Like, this idea, it's so selective when guys get punished or when guys don't get punished or when guys get rewarded for their relationships. Like, Kurt Schilling should be in the, in the Hall of Fame. It's not even a conversation. Oh, he's a conservative? I don't care. Right, he he has he's a problematic human being outside of his political beliefs, like some of the business shenanigans. I don't care. He is one of the greatest pitchers of an era. Right. He should be in, and not just that. He's part of one of the greatest moments in baseball history with a bloody sock. 
Oh, was, was well, it, was it ketchup? I don't believe it was. Okay. I mean, he's 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 maybe not the most truthful human being in the world, but that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to make that happen. I feel like sometimes we give athletes too much credit on that one. <laughs> um, no, I think Joel's. Is that I, something LeBron would do? Because you you think LeBron ketchup, does everything. This is for, for you. you. <laughs> um, you had a point, and I think you and Lima are in the same corner on this. We 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 gave Kevin Love some flowers yesterday, yeah. in talking about whether or not he should be bought out. And I think there's a segment of fans who think Kevin Love is untouchable, and that Kevin Love is this water into wine type guy in terms of his touch and his leadership in the organization. I have a different opinion on that, but I wanted to give you a chance to, to talk on that so we can kind of navigate our relationship with, with players and all that kind of stuff. You want to do this now or you want to wait? We can do a little bit now. We'll get back to it later. Okay. You got ping coming up. I know. You want to do something else? No. Do whatever you want to do. Well, but you got to do it because it's your... We're vibing on a Friday. We're vibing on a Friday. But you got to do it because it's your Yeah, I, I just... I, I don't have an attachment to players mm-hmm. anymore. Why is that? Because they just let you down. I mean, the, the one player that I was really attached to was LeBron. Mm-hmm. And when he left the first time, it was like, it, 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 it stung. For not, I mean, not just me, but like a lot of fans. It was really difficult to watch him leave and go, see, you know, watch him go win championships other places. And... With Kevin Love, you know, it, I'm grateful that he, he's, he's been here for all these years. He's helped the Cavaliers win a championship. I'm just not going to get attached to players anymore because they just – all they do is leave. Yeah. I they, so, always, well, they always leave. So you mentioned – by the way, I'd like to point out that a couple days ago you called me very cynical and uh, you just said you don't have attachment with players anymore. So I'm just scoreboarding that one just for now because um, that's a very cynical take. No, it's not. Oh, it's. I mean, that's a pretty. I, I still thing. like the players. Well, no, but you you had no, said I, they always I, disappoint you. Well, I mean, in, if you have that emotional attachment to them, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to disappoint you at some point, or the team will. But I do think, I think my relationship to caring about players has changed, right? Um, I think it's more nuanced, and I don't know everybody shares this. Like, I think there are people who just, if you're a Browns fan and this guy plays for the Browns, well, then that's your guy and that's it, right? Like, as I've gotten older, um, and I think some of this, I actually, you know, some of this I think for you, Dusty, probably is that you played. I think that changes your relationship. I think for people like Lima and myself and Kenny and, and Andy, I think being in the media and dealing with these guys and actually having some semblance of an understanding of who they really are, I think that changes it. I think my attachment to players just isn't as pure as I think most fans are. My attachment now is I can look at a player, like a really good player, and I don't have to like them anymore. Right? I can I can objectively look at somebody and say, you are a great player. And also at the same time say, but personally, I don't like you. Like, my, my kids always say, Dad, you got to talk to this person. You got to talk to this person. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a job. Like, it's cool. Like, I got to, I got to ask LeBron James questions in a thing. But then you start to realize, like, LeBron isn't just a person. LeBron is a machine. 
There is the human that is LeBron right. James, and then there are the machinations, the moving wheels around him. And so, like, with the Kevin Love thing, what's interesting to me is, at any given time, Kevin Love has either been one of the most loved or most hated players in this town. Yeah. And he's one of the few guys I've ever seen the line move like that. Like, I, like the only other guys I can think of to that degree are, like, Albert. Like, are guys who were, like, problematic humans. Kevin is not a problematic guy. He's just a little particular and and maybe was the third banana and didn't get credit. And Trevor, I, Trevor Bauer was pretty polarizing. Yeah, I think Trevor's another great one. So I now, instead of like a blanket, you're a Cleveland Guardian, you're a Cleveland Cav, mm-hmm. you're a Cleveland Brown, you're my guy, I think my relationship to, to the players are now, it's one-on-one. It is, all right, you're a good player, but as a person, I'm not really interested in you. All right, as a person, you're phenomenal, and you're an okay player, but I'm going to like you a little bit more because of that. You know what I mean? Well, like, I also think you have to at least try to separate you know, the the player and the person to some degree. When yes. It's sports. It's entertainment, right? Yes. Like, I mean, just like watching the WWE, you know? You watch that because you want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. And those guys are living a fake reality, you know, on TV, and they're probably completely different off outside the ring. And I think it's... Similar to sports. I mean, if you're a, Cle- a Cleveland Browns fan, you kind of have to do that, especially when your quarterback's Deshaun Watson. I want to bring this back a little later because it's okay. good stuff. But we got you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.